Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise for your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for another Q&A episode. And boy, I'm already nervous. I'm already nervous. I am glad we're going to get to talk a little bit more about that fun game versus Houston on homecoming. Uh, and yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know if you guys are anything like me, it's just uh, just waiting for Saturday. I think there's probably going to be a lot of... Uh, unproductive work days around the state region and quite honestly world because k-state is a worldwide brand um happy halloween to everyone uh this is coming out on october 31st recording this on the 30th uh so hopefully nothing too crazy no uh breaking news happens before you get the chance to listen to this uh have a very safe uh you know night out trick-or-treating or uh, if you're a degenerate out partying, I'll be watching The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown with Chauncey, handing out candy to trick-or-treaters. It's sure to be a fun night. It's going to be a chilly night as well. Um, before we get to the questions, usually talk about rankings. Uh, K-State checking in at number 25 in the AP poll. Unofficially... 26 in the coaches poll and then the only poll that matters is the college football playoff poll and that is tonight uh we'll see where Casey ends up there again uh i'm a hypocrite i love talking about the polls and then saying it doesn't matter i love saying hey uh fuck you know the college football playoff sorry mom very early f-bomb today um but 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 I I still tune in and I still watch the ranking shows when it when, when they come out as well. So uh, look, I acknowledge the hypocrisy in me following this type of stuff. But it always is fun to have a number next to your name, and, and I will be interested in, in, and it will be a nice little kind of case study because the college football playoff committee that does these rankings, 
uh, in theory, they're not supposed to be looking at what the AP poll and the coaches poll have. Uh, they're supposed to take all the information available and do their ranking as they see fit. If that's the case, then you could see K-State up in the top 20 for this one uh, because there are different advanced metrics. There's computer polls. There are basically when you take out the human element, K-State's anywhere between you know as high as you know sixth in the nation, uh, and almost everyone has K-State as a top 20 uh, for all these advanced analytics, these computer polls, and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see where the playoff uh, committee has K-State, and that typically then uh, you know corrects. You know there's a course correction amongst uh, the AP and the coaches poll after that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, granted, um, it might only be good for one week. Uh, if you don't take care of business first Texas, then, you know, you're going to be scratching, craw- uh, clawing, excuse me, fighting, trying to get back into, uh, you know, the top 20, uh, by the end of the season. So you can have back to back top 20 seasons. We'll see what happens there at the end of the day. Uh, all that matters is winning, competing for your conference, uh, but it is fun. It really is fun to see a number next to your name and that does draw or uh, kind of push forward and it does dictate the uh, college football zeitgeist and how uh, you know the tastemakers talk about different teams. Uh, before we get into things, all sorts of fun stuff going on this week at Manhattan Brewing Company. Uh, the Carl the Wolf Hazy Double IPA is on tap for Halloween, uh, all treats day in downtown Manhattan from four to six. Uh, we got uh, the band book club at Wednesday, seven p.m. The adult spelling bee on Thursday, Friday. They got smoking H's there, and then they will be open at ten thirty to get you ready for K State Texas at eleven a.m. and they're at beers. Of the Caw on Sunday in Lawrence, that beer festival. So if you're in the region, if you're in that part of the, the state, get out to Lawrence and drink a couple pints over at Beers of in the Caw uh, in Lawrence, the beer festival there. So go check them out. All right, let's get into all the fun questions. So many fun questions. And again, oh, I, I also, hey, shout out to Taylor Bratt, the recruiting staff. Uh, they just got... Jacques Spradley Demps out of Texas, the slot wide receiver having a big season down in Texas. Just flipped him. He was a North Texas commitment, had TCU and the University of Virginia also vying for that flip. So a nice little recruiting win on a Monday. How about that? Check out all of our friends over at uh, K-State Online, Go Paracat, Ema Online. I'm sure all those great publications will be going in-depth on that commitment. Let's get to your guys' questions. First from College FBall199. How important is it that the Cats are headed into Austin with a ton of confidence after three great showings in a row? I would say it's it, it's pretty important. I think that's a good thing to have. You don't want to go up against the most talented team on your schedule lacking confidence. How much, like, what tangible impact that has, I mean, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't think it's a massive, tangible impact. I don't think that, uh, you know, if you're confident, I don't think that's the difference between, 
you know, scoring a bunch of points or not. I don't know. Um, but if you get things rolling early, uh, you have that confidence, maybe strike a little bit of doubt into Texas. You, you got to think Texas is pretty feeling pretty confident as well. You know, they just dominated BYU with a backup quarterback. Uh, they really didn't have to even get it out of first gear. Um, they're playing at home. So we'll see. I mean, I, I think it's good. It's definitely better than the alternative. That's 100% sure. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think you're going to be seeing two very confident teams on Saturday. The next one from the locker room or locker room. I don't know. L-O-E-C-K-E-R room. The Loker room. Give them a follow. Give them a listen. They're also doing some fun stuff in the K-State podcasting realm. Boys, I apologize for butchering your last name. Will Dana Holgerson be the Houston coach next season? What about at the end of this season? I'm 50-50. The University of Houston's biggest donor loves Dana Holgerson. If I were a Houston fan, I'd want him fired. Um, you know, the whole whole idea was get get Dana in, get ready, hopefully for a move up to the Big 12 and be ready when it happens, and they're not. I don't think any of the four teams are any good at all. Uh, BYU is going to probably go to a bowl game, probably. Uh, but quite frankly, I mean, Gus Malzahn just got an extension. They just hired Sattersfield. Houston would be smart to move on from Dana and make a good hire. And uh, they would instantly catapult themselves in front of the you know three peers that got promoted up to power football. And they would be maybe getting in front of a West Virginia, uh, getting in front of a Baylor if they don't make a change. I I think it would I, I think if you are capable of making a great hire at Houston, I think you have to make that move. Uh and, and get that first bite at the apple before some of those other bottom dwellers get a chance to do so. All right, we got uh, college F-ball 199 again. Uh, considering volleyball, basketball, and football are all rolling, is Gene T- Taylor an elite coach hirer? Um, couldn't imagine where we'd be without him. I agree. I think Gene Taylor is one of the best in the business. Uh, he won the National AD of the Year Award last year for a reason. Volleyball still has a long way to go. They got a doubleheader with KU in Lawrence, I think, Friday, Saturday. Uh, KU is ranked, I think, in the top 25. I think they're like sitting around 20 or 22. And you probably need to split, split uh, at worst uh, if you want to keep trying to get into the NCAA tournament conversation. Uh you know, we'll see. I, I think some folks are a little bit frustrated with how things are going in men's baseball. Uh, you know, they've been right at the door, knocking at the door to get into the NCAA tournament there. That's uh, Gene Taylor's other hire. Um, so w- we'll see what happens in baseball this upcoming season. Hopefully they can kind of knock down that wall, get into the NCAA tournament. Uh, but we'll see. Again, Chris Kleiman, Jerome Tang, absolute dog just you know at the top of their profession and again let's see what jason mansfield can do uh at the end of the day he has you know three ranked wins i i don't know or is it four it's up to four ranked wins this year not something that's happened often in the k-state volleyball uh history 
Um, so we'll see. If, if he can get them back into the NCAA tournament after a little bit of a hole that he uh, dug for the program, it wasn't him, you know, players, all that type of stuff. The, the team did not do themselves any favors with uh, not, not grabbing one of those marquee non-conference wins, having a couple kind of questionable losses. Uh, but sw- if you sweep KU, all of a sudden you're, things are looking really good. So uh, we'll see. Hope, hopefully they at least split. We go to KB. Uh, how soon after uh, leaving Manhattan do you think Pat is a silent commit? Um, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to divulge any uh, premium information. Um, there's plenty of reporting around uh, Patrick Ngangba's uh, recruitment, five star out of Virginia, a big. Um, but I don't think it's a done deal. I think K-State ends up winning it. I think we hear his commitment on Saturday. That's when he's announcing. But it's de- he, he is gone. He had a great visit, but it is not a done deal by any means. Going to Mark Kloster next. Who is the tougher game now between Texas and KU? It's 120% Texas. Look, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from KU because, you know, they got the win. They broke a very long streak of uh, taking losses at the hands of Oklahoma. A very long losing streak versus top ten teams in the rankings. Um, they won. You know they're deserving of their top twenty five ranking. Uh, this is not a shit on KU type of thing. But if you look at their win versus Oklahoma, if you look at their win versus BYU. It really comes down to them getting defensive scores, which is a much bigger product of luck than anything. Um, Oklahoma did everything possible to lose that game. Now, KU capitalized, but KU tried their hardest to lose that game as well. Um, But it's going to be Texas. Texas is the far more talented team. Texas is... The far tougher venue to play in because at the end of the day, it's not going to be, there's not going to be more K State fans in Lawrence than KU fans. That's not going to happen this season, but it's going to be a neutralized crowd. Yes, there will be moments where things get really loud for KU. There's going to be moments where it's really loud for K State. It's going to be like a neutral site game. Uh, It's in your state. You're not really traveling much for that game. Um, you know, it's versus a team that you have completely owned and dominated. Texas has won like the last six or seven over K-State. Um, K-State hasn't won in Austin, Texas in over a decade. Uh, K-State's won like what, five or six games in Lawrence over the last decade? Uh, so it, it is 110% Texas. And, and it's not close. It's not even close. K-State opened the like way too early line for the K-State-Texas game was Texas uh, favored by nine. It's all the way down to four and a half right now, but K-State will 110% be the favorite, the betting favorite in Lawrence uh, here in a couple weeks. So it's Texas, not even close. All right, the next question we got from Powercat Ryan, and he has a couple, what? He has a a couple. Uh, Lots of good questions. Uh, Great work by the Boneheads uh, this week. Will Howard didn't have his shot at Texas last year. Does he have extra motivation for Saturday? 
That would be an interesting question. I would love to know. I'd love to hook Will Howard up to a lie detector test and ask him that question. My gut instinct would say no. It it doesn't give him any extra motivation. I would think trying to get back to Arlington, I would think going on the road and getting a top 10 road victory, I would think uh, his own legacy, everything... uh, you know, his entire career has built up to, I would think that would be more than enough motivation. I would be surprised. I'd be very surprised if uh, the fact he didn't play versus Texas last year uh, gave him any sort of motivation. But, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. Next one from Powercat Ryan. Avery Johnson was in eighth grade when Seth Porter started his K-State career. Those two connected for a touchdown Will it, uh, it and it bridged almost a decade worth of K State football. How cool is that? That is very cool. Uh, you know, with with the whole COVID, uh, you know, season. Uh, you know, Seth being in the program for six years, and I think anyone who listened to the game recap, I, I you know, my my admiration, my praise for that entire family, but it, but especially Seth. Uh, sticking around for a sixth year, um, you know he's married, folks. You know he, he he very easily could have started on his life, uh, but he wanted to continue to give back to the K State football program and help K State get back to Arlington. Um, so the fact that uh, you know, I, as you put it, there's a bridge of almost a decade worth. Um, that's pretty awesome. Uh, Brett Ma- uh, Mari uh, or Mori, I think it's Brett Mari. I don't know. He's going to listen and he's going to say, actually, this is how you pronounce it. Um, But Brett said this. Seth Porter played with Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson played with Deontay Burton. Deontay Burton played with Colin Klein. So in four steps, we've we've tied together over a decade in K-State quarterbacks. Now that's wild right there. That is absolutely wild. Um, Absolutely love it. You could have played the same game with... uh, Philip Brooks, although Philip Brooks has not, uh, he, he did not catch a touchdown from uh, from Avery Johnson, so I guess you could not play that game with Philip Brooks as well, but th- that's that's amazing. Um, the other thing that's amazing, I'm going to give a shout out to Charlie Hustle. Uh, folks, it's chilly out. Uh, you know, again, they have all the best t-shirts. I- I'm hoping that you already have two or three different t-shirts. I have... Like twelve, <laughs> I, I it might be more than twelve actually, uh, but they're so comfortable. And I tell you what, on Saturday I was wearing my K State beef shirt underneath one of the awesome crew necks. So comfortable, I'm wearing a sporting club crew neck right now actually. Uh, and then I had the Charlie Hustle jacket over that, the varsity jacket, and I was decked out in Charlie Hustle gear. You should too. It's layering season. You know, if you want to be fashionable, if you want to have some great looking stuff and you also want it to be super comfortable, build it from the ground up every single layer over at charliehustle.com. Jareem Dowling was rocking his K-State varsity jacket from Charlie Hustle. Jerome Tang, I've seen him wearing about three or four of them. 
You know, every single member of the K-State basketball staff, they're looking good, they're feeling good, they're coaching good, getting ready for that exhibition game on Wednesday, and they're decked out in Charlie Hustle. You should too. All right, we got Lon Ruger next. I have noticed an uptake in jet sweeps. Since we have abandoned the deep pass, our jet sweeps are attempt at chunk yardage. I don't know if we've just said, "All right, we we can't we can't complete the deep ball. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do jet sweeps." I don't think that's the case. I do think jet sweeps and then play action off of jet sweeps does allow uh, K State to then test the eye discipline on other teams. Look, we remember how how K State was getting gashed, uh, how K State struggled so bad early in the season on play action pass, on trick plays, on all that. Well, first off, you do have good athletes, fast athletes, athletes with agility, um, which then kind of you know makes you question, make you wonder, okay, well, why can't they consistently get open? That might be a conversation for another day. But they're good with the ball in their hands. So first you're setting up, hey, we can pick up you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 yards on this jet sweep. Uh, but we also can test the eye discipline. We can do play action fake out, out of it. We can do quarterback draw out of it. We can do fake the jet sweep and then give to the running back. There are so many different plays that you can run off of a successful jet sweep creative in getting plays, in getting yardage, in getting uh, points. Look, everyone thought K-State was going to take a step back with no Deuce Vaughn, no Hell, even Sammy Wheeler was your number six receiver last year. K-State is a better offense this year than they were last year, and I don't think anyone would have anticipated that. Again, every single show I went on, and again, I'm not patting myself on the back. I did not come on this show, and I don't think I went on anyone else's show and said, hey, we are offense. Colin Klein is just creative, and he's finding ways to move the ball down the field Get chunk plays, whether it's in jet sweep, whether it's short pass, screen pass, power run, any of that. Uh, Colin Klein has just been amazing. And and I do think you can run so many different things. Sweep, I, I like it. I, I like it a lot. We got Doug Ambush 7 and company and play press coverage. If so, what's our counter? Seems like these are the, because we are forced to try to win without our wideouts. Um... Look, I, I would be lying to you if I if I said I wasn't scared, I wasn't worried, I wasn't uh, kind of having a little bit of sports anxiety. Uh, you know, again, it, it is very important to, you know, especially, you know, with, with so many folks struggling with stuff, I try to, when I'm being hyperbolic when I'm talking about stuff, to really make sure, hey, I'm talking about my feelings surrounding this game. I don't want to minimize anything else for anyone. Um, but I have anxiety around this. Um, for, for the very reason you said, uh, Texas could look at your wide receivers and say, Hey, we're going man on man press coverage. Uh, if you think you can beat us, good luck. That's where the jet sweep type of stuff comes in. If they're stacking the box and if they're going to go press coverage on your wide receivers, sending Jaden Jackson or Jace Brown, although Jace Brown really struggled on his two uh, jet sweeps last week. Uh, but if Keegan Johnson is uh, healthy and he can go, sending them in a jet sweep 
quick handoff. And if they're trying to jam right at the line of scrimmage, look, he's already outside that box that they're trying to pack. If they're trying to jam the wide receivers, hey, makes it even easier to engage in a block, and then boom, there's 15 yards for you right there. Or even more if you're able to really get to that second level, turn up, and just let the burners go. So I really think that that jet sweep, I, I think, you know, having play action, getting guys moving, screen game. I think Colin Klein is really going to have to be in his bag for this one to successfully move the ball down the field. But again, I think the fact that he's had to be so creative, he's had to try a couple different things throughout the season. I think that sets up Colin Klein uh, for success as a play caller in this one. All right, we got Jordan at X Ema next. Is it bad luck to go ahead and order Big 12 championship tickets? Uh, it's not bad luck. Look, I, I again, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have some superstitions. I'd be lying if I said there aren't some small things that I've been doing the last couple weeks um, because I've deemed it lucky. Um, but at the end of the day... <laughs> As much as we want to think our actions as fans can affect uh, the outcome of the game outside of, you know, crowd noise and that type of stuff, uh, there's no such thing as bad luck. There are no such things as jinxes, even though I I say all those things, but I do, uh, you know, I'll change my shirt. Uh, The Scott Wildcat reverse jinx is a thing for a reason. Um, So if you want to buy Big 12 championship tickets, I'm not going to tell you not to. But if I was giving you advice, I would tell you, uh, let's beat Texas first because if you don't win this one, uh, then, then the path to Arlington is very tough. So I'll just say that. All right, the next one from DD underscore KSU. With OU losing in Lawrence, who do you have the Cats playing in Arlington? I think it's still Oklahoma. Oklahoma would still have to probably lose to this week, uh, this weekend in Bedlam. I, I'm not going to pick it when we do our game picks tomorrow. I'm going to pick uh, Oklahoma to win that. I think at the end of the day, it is going to be an 11 and one Oklahoma, eight and one in Big 12 play in Arlington, playing uh, honestly whoever wins the Texas K State game. I truly believe that uh, it's going to turn out to. I mean, it's not. These are not semifinals. Uh, teams still have to take care of business, and quite frankly, you know that Iowa State game and the KU game both are far tougher than we probably would have thought a month ago. Uh, so it's not going to be, you know, easy street for K State. It's not going to be a cakewalk for K State. But I think if K State beats Texas. And uh, Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State. It'll be K State Oklahoma. Uh, K State Oklahoma. If Oklahoma State wins, if Texas wins, it's going to be, I think, Oklahoma State, uh, Texas, and then any combination. I think whoever wins that 11 a.m. game and then the 12:30 game, I think that is going to be the Big 12 championship matchup. We got Tristan next. Is the mob truly back? Look. Uh, we're, we've all been very impressed, and, and I, th- I think that the defensive performance the last two weeks have been more impressive than the offense. I, I said that yesterday. I'm saying it again. Um, but as a whole, the defense is still 
you know, depending on what metrics you want to use, depending on what, um, you know, what you value. K-State defense is still, you know, anywhere between second and fifth in the Big 12. It's, you know, anywhere between 25 and 35 in the nation. Like the the idea of, okay, the mob mentality, all that type of stuff, then yes. I think there's a question in here uh, later that says, hey, this is the best K-State defense since when? I mean, it's probably last year. I think last year's defense, uh, at least, whole awful start to the season. Um really kind of dug a little bit of hole uh, of a hole they're finding their way out of it if, if we hold texas uh to under 17 points you know if we win a game 42 to 7 on saturday then yeah i'm saying hey this is maybe the best k-state defense ever i'm going all in hyperbole and all uh but we have to see what happens uh and, and we face some good offenses but texas is at a another level uh, better than the offenses we've faced so far. So yes, the mob's back, but it's like okay, like it's not the, you know, I think it's been back. You know, they they started slow. They one hundred percent started slow, uh, but I, I do think in the Joe Klanderman era, I think the defense has been pretty good and it has been mob worthy. All right, we got Kate. Shout out to Kate Wilms. Uh, Jet setting around with her dog as well. Absolutely love it. She always brings it for these Q and A's. Uh, the first one, Kleiman alluded to not liking night games in the post game. Does game time affect the cats next week? Um, if it does, it's for a positive. You know, he says he likes eleven a.m. games. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I hope so. Uh, the next one was Avery's fumble more weather related or freshman mistake related? I think freshman mistake slash, uh, you know, successfully running the read option. Uh, any quarterback, whether freshman or senior, uh, you run the read option enough, that's going to happen. Um, so I'm, not, again, not panicking over it, but but it was not weather related. And then the final one, which deep bench play the most in the late game? Matthew Marshmire, man. I mean, he, he might have been, uh, been the guy to save the shutout. If it wasn't for Matthew Marshmire, uh, you know, Houston might have gotten in the end zone. So that's who I'm going with on that one. Handful more questions again. As always, use the hashtag, hashtag AskBosco, or tweet at Ask underscore Bosco, and we will get to your questions. From Morgan, do you think Will was secretly excited after Avery fumbled? Oh, man. Yes, but I don't like saying that. Look, I, I think Will Howard wants to win. I think Will Howard wants what's best for the team. But I think... All right, we got SL Keck, Steve Z. Shout out to him. If we land Big Pat, will he only be here for one year? I think Patrick Ngongba will be here for two years. I think we get two years of Big Pat, and then he's an NBA lottery pick. All right, which superhero? Colin Klein. Uh, look, I'm not great with superheroes, but I'm going to go with, uh, Tim Fury. You know, he, he put together the Avengers. He's the mastermind behind it all. I'm going with Tim Fury. Will Howard. Uh, Will Howard, I mean, heck, Will Howard is Captain America, you know? He's, uh, you know, he, he's the all-American guy. He has that smile. We'll go with Captain America. 
DJ Giddens. Oh man. Um DJ Giddens. Who what superheroes DJ Giddens, man? Um I don't know. This is tough. I'm not I'm not big in this like I'm not great at this. Uh he can be I mean, who's a quiet one? Hawkeye? Is Hawkeye quiet? I mean, just cerebral, just does his job. Some folks kind of underrate him. Thought, oh, you know, Hawkeye, what's he going to do? I mean, did you see the Hawkeye TV show? Man, he was messing all sorts of people up. So we'll go with Hawkeye. Uh, Trayshawn Ward. Um, I don't know, Spider-Man, he's bouncing around everywhere. Kind of came into the game a little bit late, you know, he because he, he wasn't a freshman guy. He, he came in as a transfer portal, but still plays a big role. Uh, Austin Moore. Austin Moore, the machine. Uh, so let's go with uh, Bucky Barnes, right? You know, he, he, he has like the bionic arm. He's running through everything. I will go with Bucky Barnes. Uh, Kobe Savage, uh, I don't know, Black Panther, like he's running around, he's jumping around everywhere, nothing can hurt him, he came back from the, uh, you know, the ACL injury playing as well as ever, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if any of these are good, uh, Steve, text me who you think they are, I don't know if those were good at all, I'm sorry, those were probably bad. All right, we're going to Seth Meadows. How many teams out of the Big 12 would win the Big 10 West? All right, so Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, K-State, KU, Iowa State, all without a doubt, no hesitations would win the Big 10 West. Those six teams, easy, no questions asked. West Virginia, maybe, but probably not. TCU, probably not, but they would finish, you know, second or third. So I, I think those six teams would win it, and TCU and West Virginia would make some noise in the Big Ten West. Then he also asked, is Sterling Lockett on the, still on the team? Yes, Sterling Lockett's still on the team. Look, he's what? He's a redshirt freshman. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be any good. Um, but I've been wrong about people before. You know, if... If his last name wasn't Lockett, people wouldn't be asking about him. I get why people ask about him. His brother was maybe the greatest wide receiver in K-State history. His dad was a top four, if not number two, behind his own son. Uh, his uncle, a top ten receiver in K-State history. Again, I understand why people ask about him. But he, I mean, look, if you can even get, you know... If you can even get him on special teams, that would be big. I just, I don't see it with him. I don't see it. Maybe he, he comes around. I personally just don't see it. I, I personally would be shocked if Sterling Lockett ever makes a play for K-State that is, you know, uh, you know, part of winning a game. You might see him in mop-up time, but I don't think he's ever going to be a true player for K-State. Sucks. Wish he was, but I, I just don't see it. All right, coming up on our last few question askers. Uh, again, massive uh, shout out to our great sponsors, Charlie Hustle. Get over to charliehustle.com, vintage made fresh. Awesome, awesome local Kansas City company doing Kansas City pride, Kansas City gear, and all sorts of stuff for the Big 12 
as well. And then Manhattan Brewing Company. Straight up, best beer in the state of Kansas. Best brewery in the state of Kansas. Awesome space. I think what uh, I'll be able to get up there probably before the Friday game on November 10th. It's going to, oh, man. I'm going to miss it. I, I love going to Manhattan Brewery. It's just a fun spot. So shout out to Manhattan Brewing Company and Charlie Hustle. Without them, things would not be rolling the way they are. All right, Callie Mike, he has three. Where does this defense rank amongst the greatest in K-State defenses? Uh, look, maybe maybe in the top ten right now. Again, I, I said it earlier, um, they dug themselves a little bit of a hole. The last two weeks have been dominant. I mean, the last two weeks probably, I mean, deserves to be top five, top three. If you're trying to cherry pick back-to-back two-game uh, defensive performances. Uh, so, I mean, that that's pretty damn good. Uh, but I, I think last year's defense was better. Uh, but again, we still have what? We still have four games. Is it three games or four games left? We got Texas, Baylor. We still have four games left plus the postseason. Um, still plenty of time for this to become a, a much better case. I mean, like maybe somewhere between 10 and 15. I mean, the D. De- the defense was so good. I know different eras, all that type of stuff, so it's tough. But, man, the defenses were so good in the mid to late 90s, early 2000s. And even some of those Snyder 2.0 defenses were super salty. So, uh, I don't know. 13th, 14th, somewhere around there. I'll, I'll try to try to ask Jimmy where he has it. Um, number two, what is your assess- assessment of Will's post-game energy compared to... The weekly, oh, I mean night and day. That was a uh, much happier Will Howard after the game versus what he was uh, last uh, when or last Tuesday. Last Tuesday, I'm sure he'll be doing media uh, today as you guys are listening to it on Tuesday. I'll be watching it on uh, Case Day Online and Go Powercat. Both of them have been uploading uh, player press availability, so I'll watch it and diagnose it for you guys tomorrow. Um, but, but night and day, absolutely night and day. And then number three, the crowd thinned out after half product of a blowout weather or lack of beer concessions, uh, weather and blowout 100%. Again, I, I get frustrated with the pass outs. I get frustrated with third quarter attendance on occasion, uh, quite frankly, I, I think, you know, the, the only game <laughs> which shows how dominant we've been at home so far this year, the only game where um, it, it's been even in doubt in the second half was the UCF game, and it was fine. I mean, it was probably like 90% of what it was at kickoff for the UCF game, maybe 85 So, I mean, when you're blowing teams out and when it's, you know, 35 degrees out, I'm not going to get mad at folks who don't come back in for the second half uh, when you're blowing a team out that bad. So um, that's my thought on that. I still want to get rid of re-entry. I still want, uh, you know, beer and uh, canned cocktails and uh, seltzers and all that great stuff. I want that to be a general concession item, but it's not. That was not the reason why it thinned out last Saturday. We got two more left. Uh, the first one, Ghost of Tex Winter. Should we be legitimately concerned about our wide receivers getting open against Texas? I was riding high yesterday and realized today that only the only production in the passing game from actual wide receivers was Phil Brooks. I have to imagine 
Texas will have an answer for that? Yes, 110%. Look, if, if this team had two or three legitimate Big 12 wide receivers, proven wide receivers, because again, I think Jace Brown uh, will get there. I think Keegan Johnson has the talent, but he's a glass boy. I mean, we're not we're not going to see it from Keegan Johnson this year. You, you chalk up the year and hope hope it happens next year. And Phillip Brooks is a fine slot wide receiver. Um, but if you had three or four legitimate, dependable, Big Twelve caliber wide receivers, uh, this offense, I think, <laughs> I think the offense would be, uh, you know, maybe the best we've ever seen at K State. I, I I truly. Truly believe that. Um, but sadly, you don't. Like, you know, last year's Malik Knowles and last year's Cade Warner, uh, coupled with how things are going in this offense, like, folks, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it would make a world of difference. So I, th- I think I think we should be legitimately concerned. I think that is where uh, our biggest deficit is when looking at the matchup versus Texas. Um, we'll see. I think Colin Klein can scheme some stuff up. I, I I think he's one of, if not the best offensive coordinators in the country. I think he can come up with a game plan uh, to, to move the ball to get some points. I, I, I believe he can. Will it be enough to win? I don't know. Um, but we'll see. Then the final one from Mr. Cam Hager. It's this, this is the biggest regular season conference game since when? Uh, since the KU game last year. I mean, that was win and in for the Big 12 championship game. That was win and in. Um, so that that was the biggest one. I mean, then even the Texas game last year, even though we lost it, I mean, it was probably just as big as this one. And every game after the Texas game last year was bigger. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that that's what happens when you're competing for Big 12 titles. You have a lot of very meaningful Big 12 games. So... That's where we are. Again, we will have the game preview tomorrow. I'll talk about press availability from Coach Chris Kleiman and the players. Uh, Thursday morning, you'll hear my recap on the basketball exhibition versus Emporia, as well as any other news surrounding uh, the basketball program. Because um, that's Jerome Tang's only uh, preseason media with the local media uh, not coming on. My podcast, not doing any uh, preseason press conferences. You heard a little bit of them uh, on 3 uh, at the Wildcat NIL Golf Tournament in Kansas City. Heard from them, what, uh, a couple weeks ago at Big 12 Media Day. But that'll be uh, the next time we hear from uh, Coach Jerome Tang. Uh, and, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions. It, it'll be interesting to see uh, so how... The questions get divided up. Who asks what uh, on Wednesday? But I'll, I'll be tuning in and I'll be, I'll, you know, I'll stay up as late as I need to uh, to record that one um, because I don't. I mean, they're not going to live stream the press conference anywhere, so I'll have to wait for it to get uploaded. So we'll see. I'm pumped for it though. I, I'm I'm ready for it. Flying out to Las Vegas Sunday morning to see K State take on USC. Um, in six days from, from when you guys are listening to it. And it is the the marquee game to kick off college basketball, so I love it. Shout out to Charlie Hustle. Shout out to Manhattan Brewing Company. Shout out to my family. Shout out to all of you, the boneheads. For Chauncey, the best dog in the world. My name is Scott McFarland. We love you guys. And go Cats.
Social Podcast Network.